not bitter, just better podcast. The Everton Hour, straight, straight from, from the street, street end. Hello everyone and welcome to the Not Bitter, Just Better Everton podcast. A rare Saturday outing for us. Um, Mr Johnny Seven here, Mark Mack. Technology is wonderful when it works, but it's a pain in the ass when it doesn't. So, anyway, um, we've got on, we've we've got a few things to talk about today, haven't we, Mark? Uh, we've got a, a look ahead to Tottenham, which is pretty pointless because everyone will, will have already seen the match by now, and um, that's pretty much it. So, shall we just wrap it up? Yeah, a few little bits of news we can talk about. So, hit the jingle, son. Now the transfer deadline is passed, um, we haven't really got many happy things to report on at the moment, and uh, it's going to be, be quite a grim one, this one, isn't it, Mark? So uh, I think there's only one place we can start. Well, I guess there's two places we can go, really, but um, we'd probably best start with the uh, the main dodgy one, uh, Wayne Rooney. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the, the things we're going to talk about will seem sort of old hat now, because it's pretty much nine days since we recorded but in some ways that's probably good because it gives you a bit of time to reflect on what's happened and uh, the one obviously you chose to start with the Wayne Rooney drink drive story was one that I think did it break the day after we recorded uh, I think it must have been uh, was it the Sunday after I think we recorded on the, fr- the Friday no the Thursday night because it's the deadline uh, so it might have been the, 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 when, when the England match was wasn't it yeah, it was a Friday, it was the day after we recorded. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, so it's... it's a really great game. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, you text me in the morning, didn't you? I think, I think I'd already seen bits and bobs on social media. And, you know, you like to think that it was just uh, taken out of context or, you know, well, it, it didn't seem... It, 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 that wasn't the case, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm sure, you know, there isn't a single person listening to this podcast doesn't know what's happened, but just in case there is anybody, uh, obviously Wayne Rooney was stopped driving a car uh, by the police near his home in Cheshire uh, and was found to be over the legal drink drive limit and was arrested and charged with the offence. It snowballed on a little bit from there for Wayne. Uh, Obviously he's been found that he probably wasn't in a car he should have been. That belonged to a woman that wasn't his wife, um, which I'm sure is giving him a bit of a headache at the moment. But let's concentrate first on the act of the itself, I think, because that's the one that's going to have major implications for the football club, I think. Yeah, so uh, he was actually over the limit, as you say. Uh, he was charged. He, he is going to go to court and probably get a hefty fine for it. Uh, he has been fined by the club, hasn't he? Yeah, I believe so. Um, me, I'm just watching the Liverpool game as we record, and City has just gone 1-0 up. It is right. <laughs> Aguero always scores past the red I'm sure uh, the Blues around the world listening to this will forgive you for that moment of unprofessionalism because of the content right. of it. <laughs> right, let's go back to Wayne Rooney. Uh, yeah, as 
far as I know, the club have fined him. Uh, I don't know what the extent of that fine is. Uh, as you say, you'll get a fine from you know the justice system, which will probably uh, he won't notice at all because it'll probably be a couple of hundred quid, and he'll get a driving ban of some sort, mostly twelve months. Um, small penalty again to him, really, because I'm sure he'll employ a driver for twelve months to, to drive him around, and he, he won't notice that. Um, to me, it's not enough of a punishment. Um, I was very vocal immediately after hearing, uh, saying that I think Wayne Rooney should be sacked from the club. And in all honesty, I still think he should. Uh, I had exactly the same opinion last year when it was Darren Gibson. Although Darren Gibson's is worse in a way because he, you know, he hit somebody in a car while he was drunk and then he drove off. So uh, much worse than what Rooney had done. Uh, but still, you know, these players have got a they've got a responsibility to be, uh, you know, good role models to, to kids, fans, and everybody else. And I'd get sacked if I was caught drink driving, so I don't see why Wayne Rooney should, no matter who he is. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I, I differ slightly because if if it's dealt with, you know, he's going to get dealt with in the ju- by the justice system, and he's been fined and basically given his, his last warning, told he's, he's on it, on his last warning by the manager of the club. I, th- I think, you know, if it was just kind of brushed under the table and, you know, uh, like uh, the, 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 the no, uh, knobhead across the park with, with, with Firmino in a similar situation said it, he's not going to discuss it as it's not a football mat- uh, matter. I, you know, I think, I think he, he, he is choosing to address it. He is getting punished. Um, and you've got to, I mean, I, I, you know more than most, the, the justice system's there to deal with these things. I, I think you've got to, you know, if he, if he was sent down or whatever, then, you know, so be it. But I, I don't... Do you, not, do you not think footballers, though, just seem to be allowed to get away with anything and, and don't really fear any repercussions? Because you say, you know, your general average person, fines would affect them in that but a footballer, it's not going to affect him. He's got no money worries whatsoever. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but you, you know, you said you get sacked for it. I, I don't know whether I would. I think I, I'd face a disciplinary disciplinary action, but I don't think I'd be sacked for it. So, you know, I, I, I think you've got to look at fairness. All right, he is a role model, and that side of things, uh, he's going to take a hit. Uh, you know that'll wash over and and it, within a, a few weeks when you know someone else makes bigger news, uh, but I think you know there's got to be some level of fairness and, and and I guess you know you're talking about someone who's who's been on about a quarter of a million a week for God knows how long, um, so you're talking about fair seems a little bit unfair really I don't know where I'm going with this anyway I, I just I think you know whatever 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 punishment he gets is the punishment he deserves I guess looking at the lighter side of it um, you know some listeners may know this some listeners may not know it but in my day job I am a police officer so um, I can tell you now this is how we got caught two bobbies were probably sat in a police car having a brew when a, a black beetle has gone past and one of them has got to his mate, that looks like Wayne Rooney driving that beetle. And his mate's gone, nah, why would Wayne Rooney be driving a beetle? And then they've basically gone, well, let's go and have a look then. I bet you that's why he got caught, just because of the stupid car he was in. Do you reckon? 
Definitely, 100%. Possibly. Um, the, the other side of things, um, you know, the, the, the girl who, who he was with, uh, and he was rumoured to be having a smooch with, is was uh, with some sugar daddy website or something where she uh, she basically offers her services to people to, to fellas who've got a lot of money to be their date. So it's a bit. Yes, she also sold a story to a certain newspaper very quickly as well. So it does smell a little bit of possible setup, um, but still, it doesn't excuse it, does it? No, 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 not at all. Um, the fact that Rooney is married with kids and a pregnant wife, uh, again, morally doesn't excuse it. It's a bit. Um, I, I mean, there's been a few things where you know, he, he, apparently, he made news this week because he turned up to training with his ring on, uh, and he missed his kid's first day of school because he was at training. Um, isn't that what millions of people do all over the country when they've got to go to work? Yeah, that's a breaking news world exclusive. Man goes to work. Yeah. Um, I have to go to work on. on my kid's first day at nursery the other, the other week. It happens, doesn't it? Um, and I think he made the he made the news one day because he went in unshaven and he had a shaving waist that made the news. Well, I mean, I mean, this is what you're talking about when you've got like a you know we we, we were saying about how. Uh, his profile around the world would probably raise evidence profile around the world because he is a worldwide, you know, newsworthy story. But that isn't newsworthy at all. Yeah, you certainly want him on the back pages, not the front pages. Yeah, definitely. Um, the other thing about uh, Colleen, Colleen put a tweet out this week about uh, paparazzi, uh, you know, chasing her and stuff like that, and she got a bit of a backlash. Loads of people supporting, saying leave the poor woman alone and stuff like that. But I saw loads of negativity saying, you know, when it suits, you know, you, you embrace this when you want to. But then, um, but now now it's on, in, on, the, on the other foot, you, you, you're knocking it. Uh, where do you stand on that? You know, being the host of this world-famous podcast, we have to deal with the paparazzi on a daily basis, don't we? So, uh, I feel a pain. Now, I can sort of see both sides. I can see both sides of the argument when it comes to Colleen, because Colleen's a public figure. She'll use the media when it suits her. Um, but you can't say the same thing about the kids, can you? Why should those three kids have people following them? I'm taking photographs of them all the time. They're not, you know, media hungry, are they? They're just normal kids trying to get on with their lives. So I think the kids should be protected in some way. But, you know, I mean, if she's being followed and, you know, the, the Princess Diana thing came up where she was chased by paparazzi and ended up crashing in the tunnel, uh, or so the story went, um, you know, the dangers of that are still, you know, she's coming out, out of her house driving, getting followed all over the place. I, I realise this is going off into celebrity territory rather than Everton news, but it's still, it, I think it's, it's still a bit naughty, isn't it? Well, you say the dangers, but as long as she drives normally and tries her best to ignore them, then it is what it is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, you're not going to be able to stop it at the end of the day, uh, but unless the law changes... Uh, and unfortunately, that's that's not looking likely. So, you know, Wayne has basically caused a massive headache for a lot of people. Um, and, you know, from an Everton point of view, you've got to think that undoubtedly it's probably going to affect his concentration uh, and maybe affect his performance this weekend and then the weeks coming. 
Do you think he, you know, he, he won a lot of Evertonians around again? Finally, you know, there's still one or two who still think, you know, he, he kissed the badge from Man U, you know, fucking whatever. Um, do, do you think this might uh, knock a few more back again to to think, you know, like like you that? Uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you would, you're, you'd never boo him. Um, you'd stand by whatever the club does, and you know, your your opinion, your opinion about it. But do you think a few other fans might go a little bit more extreme than that? I think there'll be fans who are upset with him. Obviously, I think there'll be fans who have the same view as me. But no, I don't. No, I don't know. I think all has been forgiven by you know the Everton support. Uh, the two goals in the first two games, I think, has definitely sort of helped them along that way. Uh, and I, so I don't think he'll get any sort of backlash with him, as far as people doubt him. You know, can he still play at this level? Is he still an Evertonian? I think everybody's accepted that that's, you know, that's the case in, in, in both areas. I think they'll just be upset with him because he's been stupid. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I suppose he, he's he, at least he's uh, <laughs> at least he's not doing grannies anymore. I guess. Well, yeah. As, as far as we know. As far as we know, yeah. He hasn't been caught doing that. If he was still into his grannies, he'd have been caught doing to have a mobility scooter, wouldn't he? <laughs> Um, so I mean, again, this is this is to, to speculate on this is going to be pretty pointless, I guess. I mean, it's it's just for me and you really because you know everyone who's going to hear this podcast is probably going to be after the match. But does he start today against Spurs? Is any reason why he shouldn't? Um, well, I think humans already sort of gave the nod that he will start. Um, a lot of people think he's nailed on now to score the first goal today because. Um, that's what Wayne Rooney does in the face of adversity. So um, we'll see, won't we? Very shortly. Aye, indeed. Um, so, any more to add on the Rooney saga, or shall we move on to another saga involving a young scouse uh, prodigy? Just, just very quickly. Would you have had a different opinion on this if, say, it hadn't have been Rooney and it had been, I don't know, say, James McCarthy? No. Exactly the same opinion. Uh, whatever the whatever the system deals him is if he if he'd have, if he'd have killed someone or run into someone or badly injured someone, uh, and he would have had to face those consequences uh, as well. Of course, that doesn't excuse it. But whatever whatever punishment he gets from the justice system, and you know the managers you know find him, which is obviously going to be token because he's not going to hit him. But the fact that he's on his last. You know, his last warning, apparently. Uh, hopefully he should book up his ideas, realise he's made a mistake and turn it round. I think that's fair enough. Okay. So, on to, uh, on to Ross Barkley. Uh, so, I was going to, if anything broke last week after we recorded the podcast, it was getting late uh, and it, it wasn't quite the end of the transfer window. So, we didn't have the, main, the, 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 you know, the, the Ross Barkley story of uh, transfer deadline day, um, which was... He'd apparently travelled down to Chelsea. The clubs had agreed a 35 million fee-ish. And he was in the process of having a medical, or about to have a medical, and he changed his mind and said he wanted to come back to Everton. Uh, So we didn't hear that until much later on. I didn't get a chance to add that part back onto the podcast before we put it live. Um, I mean, what? What? Just what? (laughs) Yeah, I I must 
get to this point and just say that if you go back to our first podcast, I did predict that Ross Barkley was a... Oh! Sergio Mane, he's just been sent off. <laughs> oh. Marvellous. Wonderful. Again, a bit of unprofessionalism, but... Oh, Jürgen's not happy. He basically just took the keeper out. Uh, Head-butted him or something, it looks like. Anyway, uh, yeah, on the first podcast we did this season... Uh, I did predict that the Ross Barkley thing would go right down to the transfer deadline day and it would be one of the big clubs in for them, did I not? Yeah. Um, oh, that's a bad one, that. What did he do? Basically, he's been played in over the top. He's gone one-on-one with the keeper. The keeper's come out ahead of it and he's gone studs up. He's missed him with his studs, but he's basically tried to karate kick him in the face. Fucking Oh, yeah. now he has karate kicked him in the face. Yeah, just another angle. That is a bad one, and I don't even know why he's arguing. Is it a three-gamer or a six-gamer? Hopefully a 35-gamer for the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah. Right, anyway, so, back to Ross Barkley. Do we, to this point, do we actually know what's gone on? Because you're getting different stories from everyone. Yeah, let's go to those stories then. So, Joey Barton, you know, footballing uh, mastermind, has uh, and Guru has, has said that what really happened is uh, Ross Barkley was about to have the medical and then he was trying, him or his agent or whoever, was trying to get in touch with uh, the Chelsea manager, Antonio Conte, uh, about where he would actually feature, whether he'd get played or whatever. And <laughs> Conte's phone was switched off, which, you know, in a big transfer, you'd expect the manager to be on hand, wouldn't you? And uh, his phone was switched off. Or he might have just been actually buttoning him, mightn't he? Again, I think that, that, that's more rumour, so that's why I wouldn't stick me neck out on that one. 
So the Barton thing's a rumour as well. Nobody will know. I mean, the, 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 the probably the, the, the most realistic um, side of this is he's probably thought he's not really got. He, he's injured. He said he's injured. He's going to uh, see, you know, assess his um, options once his injury passes. Um, but the likelihood is he's going to get to January uh, court offers and then go to the highest bidder where he gets a, the biggest uh, signing-on fee uh, for now in, in, when it comes to uh, the summer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I think the case. I think that, you know, he, he spoke to Chelsea. The agent probably saw Chelsea FC on the phone. Thought, right, this is going to be mega bucks. Uh, let's get this done. And then Chelsea probably haven't offered the signing-on bonus he thought he would or maybe the wage he thought he would. Um, I think, strangely, I think Barkley would prefer a move to Tottenham. That's the impression I get. Maybe he thinks he's got more chance of getting a game there. Maybe, you know. I don't think Barkley likes a manager that shouts at you, uh, which Ronald Koeman clearly is. And I think Antonio Conte probably is as well. I think Barkley likes, you know, the Martinez type of manager that put his arm around you, a bit more softly spoken, uh, which... Pochettino comes across as probably being all out and much more success, successful version of Martinez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, do you think Tottenham is his most, most likely uh, destination? I think that's where he wants to go, but it's whether Tottenham won him, isn't it? I mean, you know, Tottenham bought players on the deadline, so he clearly didn't fancy Barkley, otherwise he had money to spend. Um, and they were out there getting players, so... Um, he's not going to get again. No, he's not going to get ahead of Deli Ali. He's not going to get ahead of Christian Eriksen. He's not going to get ahead of Dembele. So where, where does he get again? But in the summer, you know, it's it's, it's a lot different uh, spending thirty million on an injured player who's a little bit unsure to you know giving a player a five million you know signing on fee and getting him for now next year, isn't it? It's 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 a little bit more a little bit less of a risk. You know, you can give him, you can bump his wages up. You're not paying that big fee. Bump his wages up by an extra 10, 20 grand, although Tottenham aren't likely to do that. Um, but they can give him a massive signing on fee. Uh, so that seems a little bit more low risk to me. Uh, and, you know, you say he won't get in um, ahead of Ericsson or Dembele, but, you know, maybe they, they fancy that young English partnership with, with Deli Ali. And, you know, they think that he, he could he could move, uh, bring his game on and. and be, a few, uh, be the future of them there. I don't know. He, he, he's got a good highlight reel if you look at it. Yeah, I mean, the other side of it is both Deli Ali and Christian Eriksen are two players who've got the potential to, to have a really great season and be Barcelona's or Real Madrid players next year. Yeah. Um, so I suppose there's always, there's always that option as well if one of them were to leave. Maybe Barkley could be the person who comes in to, to replace them in the long term. Uh, what I do think he's done now is I basically think he stabbed the club in the back a little bit because a club who's invested a lot of time, money and effort in him, um, no matter what he thinks about Koeman, um, he should still be an Evertonian and still hold the club in high regard. And he's basically, you know, for his own game, is doing the legs of the club, I think. Um, but, it's, you know, I don't know. Do you think he'll play for us again? He's been named in the Europa squad. Yeah, I think he's got to. I think he's got to now. Um, I think he's going to start being picked on on the 
on the bench and stuff once he's fully fit. I think he'll start having some outings. And, you know, if he starts to impress, I think the club will may, might back down a little bit and up their offer. Or he might fall back in love with the club again and, you know, he, he, might, he, he might feature more. I, I think at the moment, I can see him, I know it's very early, I can see him being picked ahead of Klassen at the moment. I just think the relationship between him and Cuban seems to have broke down so far that I just can't see any way back for him. I honestly can't, but I suppose last this last season you'd have said that about Nias, uh, and Nias is now in the squad for the Premier League and, uh, and the Europa as well, and there's a lot of people thinking that Nias uh, will now get a game. And Cuban himself has said that he's been the model professional and, and the lad's earned a chance, so... Um, it looks like he is willing to forgive him for getting circumstances. Yeah. Uh, did you see that, the, the press conference with Koeman this week where he was talking about option one and option two? And apparently, uh, it, uh, I can't even say, I, can, I can never say this fellow's name. Uh, forgive me. Vlasic is, is the, um, it was the option one throughout. Can you can you see that? Well, Koeman has basically said he is as far as he's concerned, he's one of the best talents in Europe. Um, I was unaware, I must admit, I have to hold my hand up now, fully unaware of this, but I read an article after we signed him, and we apparently beat Real, Barca, Dortmund, United, all the big teams in Europe to a signing, uh, and that was because he wants to play football. Uh, he doesn't just want to go and sit in reserves or have to force his way through. Um, so, potentially, we have, I mean, he is a full international for Croatia, and Croatia are generally a good international team uh, at 19, so there must be something there. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, so, but he, if he was option one, and then, I, I, I was watching a highlight of this, uh, I think it was on Gimme Sport or something, one of those stupid clickbait sites, and uh, option two, I think the other's Costa, option three, the other's Benteke, and option four, five, whatever, Um I don't know. It just seems. It, it seems like you know we would have signed him no matter what. Uh, I didn't yeah, know I think about. Always going to sign him because I don't think he's a centre. All those other options sound like centre forwards, but I don't think Blasich is a centre forward by any stretch. But this is like. this is Kuman. This is Kuman coming out and saying that was his option one to to fill that you know that striking option that role. Well, I tell you what will be the proof in the pudding for that then is if he starts up front today. Yeah, but I mean, what he what he did go on to say is, um, and we've got DCL there as well. So obviously, D, I mean, we were talking about we were we were we were praising him a lot last week, weren't we? DCL, how how much he he's offered the side since he came in, uh, in this season in in his various roles. I mean, even at right wing back, it's mad, isn't it? Uh, but he he, I think he his emergence and his performances have, have really. Uh, negated the, the need to go and spend seventy million on a striker. Did you know that Dominic Calvert-Lewin is officially the ninth fastest player in the Premier League? The ninth fastest, Jesus. The ninth fastest one behind Jamie Vardy. Right. Okay. Nice one. Where would you feature on on that list? <laughs> in the Premier League. No, just in in life. <laughs> in life in general, I reckon I'd probably be the ninth. Uh, Just slightly, very, very slightly. And that fellow with no legs out the forest gump. Oh, Bubba. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, no, what would we prefer when you had the shrimp? Major Dan. That was him as well, wasn't it? Lieutenant Dan. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> um, so the Barkley story, you know, stay or go. We, we, you know, we, we look forward to seeing how that pans out. Uh, Well, I'm. I know you were never his biggest fan in the first place. If he can come good, if he can, you know, I, I, I think this might have brought him back down to earth a little bit. Hopefully, I think that was the intention. Well, I mean, I thought that was the intention, but then you know they agreed a, a, a deal. So. Um, would it not annoy? Say if he was fit now. Yeah. And Cumin picked him today. Would that not annoy you? If he, if for him to come straight back in, yeah, that would annoy me. I I I'd, I'd rather he got a little bit of a uh, reality check and got got uh, had to play with the reserves for a bit, um, which probably isn't likely. Um, he's probably probably going to be back on the bench pretty soon, I'd imagine. I don't think he'll want to play for us again. I don't, I just don't think he. I think he'll probably just drag out his injury for as long as possible. Can you? I think he's got no intention of playing for us again and no motivation to play for us again. Can you just answer one question though? Why? No, I can't. Exactly, it's it's just he's meant to. stupidity. Well, I mean, I've always called him an empty head, and I, this just it just smacks of it, doesn't it? It's like you know, you you boy your club. It's easy for us to say because we're we've never been good enough to be where he is and you know we we idolize the the, the people who are and he's he, he's spitting in our faces by you know by by doing this so i, I do kind of want him to you know come come good and eventually be you know be what he's meant to be but i, I, I can't see it another news flash now two nil to man city and they just had another goal to Salab as well, so uh, City are absolutely wiping the floor with Liverpool now. Is, is it their year though? It probably still is their year. Yeah. Um, so, from Barkley to another uh, disgruntled, disgruntled Everton player, uh, Morales. Uh, yeah, and his, his now famous Olympiakos shin pad. <laughs> right, okay, I, I don't know about this. Basically, um, well, on transfer deadline day, uh, as we all know, Olympiacos were in for him. I think that was his preferred destination. I think he fancied uh, a year away in the sun. Uh, it looked, when he went on international duty for Belgium, at the end of the game, he pulled down his socks, took his shin pads off, and the media made a lot over the fact that he wore Olympiacos shin pads. Um, it, he was saying it was some sort of like protest uh, and still believe that he may go on loan because I think the Greek window may be still open. I thought it was the Turkish one that was still open, and, he, and, he, and he, there was there was talk about him going on loan for uh, what million million quid for the season. Yeah, that was the Fenerbahce. Yeah. Um, so, but it now transpires that he's always wear the Olympiacos shin pads right the way from. It's like a superstition he's got. Uh, they've got a different squad number on. He's been, there's loads of pictures from various Everton games right the way down the years where these shin pads have been worn. So it's just a, you know, a daft footballer superstition by the looks of it. But it's clear that, you know, I think Kev's just fed up with not playing.
playing basically. It's mad though, isn't it? He, he, he literally, you know, we, we thought he, he might be one of the ones on his way out, and then he signed a three-year contract over the summer. So we thought we were wrong, and then we we weren't wrong after all. So why did he sign that? Did he did he just sign that for security for the club, so that if he did go, we we got we got a decent enough fee for him. Well, he probably signed it for two reasons. One was it probably meant to bump in wages, and two was he was probably told that he would play more. No, but I mean from the club side of things, why would we give him a, a three-year deal if he's got no intention of playing him? So we can, so we can get a fee for him when he goes. Yeah, that's exactly that's, that's what yeah that's what he just said. Because he said he said on transfer deadline day they were happy to sell him, but he wanted a fee. He didn't want to send them out on loan. Yeah. As, as we've said many a time, it's, it's very sad because the potential he's had, we, we've, we've, we've said it, as long as we've been doing this, and before we've been, we, we were doing the podcast as well, we thought this season would be his. It's a bit like the, the red shite. This season will be Kev's season where he'll come good and um, you know be a star. And he, he's just flattered to deceive far too often. Yeah, I agree. Right. So, still maybe a Fenerbahce player in the next couple of days. Yeah, do you know when they they when their window shuts? I think it's it could possibly be Monday. I think, but I am guessing. Yeah, uh, that's, I, I'm stuck for news now, Mark. You're gonna have to help me out here. Um, well, the, the the other big news, I suppose, that doesn't affect the club, but some people might see it as affecting the club, is obviously that Liverpool has failed in its bid uh, to get the Commonwealth Games, which was sort of connected to the new stadium. Uh, strangely though it wasn't, we weren't getting a stadium because of the Commonwealth Games. We may have got the Commonwealth Games because a new stadium was there, if that makes sense. Yeah. They were sort of piggybacking Everton's build uh, and saying they could use this stadium as part of the bid. So it shouldn't affect on the ground. In fact, from a football point of view, it may make it better because we now don't have to make allowances for a running track to, to have fitted in on the playing surface. Uh, and only this week there's been an update from uh, Dan Mice, the architect, who's basically said um, it's going to be a cauldron of noise, it's going to be steep banked uh, sides to the ground, there's going to be a massive home end uh, and it's going to be one of the best stadiums in Europe. Sounds good to me. Can't wait. Uh, can't wait to start going. It's a shame. I must admit, it is a shame. I think that the Commonwealth Games bid has failed in all honesty because anything like that is good for the city. It can put eyes on the city, regenerates. You know, you don't just get a, an athletic stadium. You get everything else that comes along with it. You know, like swimming facilities and and everything else. And uh, I just think, you know. Yeah, I mean, the, the 2008 wasn't it capital culture. We we had that knock-on effect, um, you know, before it. Uh, the knock-on effect afterwards, uh, where you know we ended up having you know L1 built, which improved upon the city centre, uh, loads of other facilities around the area. It, it it did it just improved the city a whole lot, and this would add, you know, a, a lot more uh, facilities and you know. From a, from the sporting side of things, and oh well, it, you know. But I, I saw you. I saw you doing your usual uh, <laughs> baiting, uh, and and red shite, red shite, having a little bit of a crow about this and not wanting it because because it might affect our stadium bid. What's that all about? No, I just think you know. I think it's just 
know, there's, there's, there was a lot of Reds out laughing, basically. When, when it got, the city got knocked back, they were all laughing, saying, oh, Everton Stadium won't be getting built now. Uh, we were pinning our hopes on the Commonwealth Games. I mean, it's just sad, really, to see, because, one, it's ill-informed, because the stadium build's got nothing to do with the Commonwealth Games. And two, you know, they're just taking things, they're just laughing at the fact that something's been taken away from their own city. So, just the usual cop-eye mentality. Cop-eye behaviour. Yeah. Um, one thing, you posted something on our Facebook a little, uh, maybe a week and a half ago, about uh, how Sandro has embraced Scousism by getting a Delta cab. And, uh, <laughs> are we having this in the news, are we? No, no that's, you're, that's you're not... You're in the military court, you had a shave. No. Sandro gets a taxi. No, 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 that's not the news, though, he's just... As well as that, he's posting his, uh, all over Instagram pictures of Big Dunk being his hero and stuff like that. So he's he's well embracing it, isn't he? Because he's a mentalist, I've told you this. So he loves Big Dunk because he's, he's also a mentalist. So Tom Davies was at rave reviews for his under twenty one debut. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite surprised that was his debut. In all honesty, yeah, definitely. He seems to have been around for, for the, an age now, really, doesn't he? So um, I'm sure he'll uh, it, it'll be the first of many. Yep. All right, 
Okay, so I'm just going to play you our links and then uh, we'll be back in a sec. This is the Not Bitter, Just Better Everton podcast. If you haven't already, go and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash EFC, Not Bitter, Just Better. Or you can find us on Twitter at Just Better EFC. Okay, considering we had nothing to talk about, we've gone longer than the past two <laughs> podcasts we've done, so um, we haven't done so bad. We have probably waffled, and apologies if the sound's been a little bit off um, with, the, with Mark being on the phone. Uh, he, he, I think he's gone a little bit quiet at times, but yeah, we'll get there again. Um, Mark, uh, Atlanta away on Thursday. We'll probably preview that on uh, if we record this Thursday. Um, there's no point doing that now. Anyone... People could get injured today. Uh, so, any more thoughts for closing? No, just a um, safe journey to, I think, the Sport Arden Blues or, or Allocation Sport Arden tickets over in Italy. Um, the Italian police are not always the most friendly, shall we say. I think a lot of people will remember that from Fiorentina a few years ago. So, um, safe travels to all the Blues over there. Hope they have a good trip uh, uh, and enjoy themselves. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, so just wrapping up I'd like to say thank you for listening as always uh, we are a day or two late this week uh, work commitments etc real life getting in the way of your oral pleasure A-U-R-A-L um, so we will try and get back to a Thursday night slot next week so we can preview the weekend's game uh, thanks for listening on iTunes it's, we're not on SoundCloud anymore Podbean uh, and whatever Android platforms that you're listening to out there. Uh, final thoughts? Uh, final thoughts is hopefully we can uh, get to be points against Spurs today and make our first real statement of this season, I would suggest. Uh, you know, I suppose you could say the points at City was a little bit of a statement, but we can beat Spurs today, we might change a few opinions. Just as we are doing it beforehand, uh, and just so we can either laugh or celebrate it afterwards, do you have a man to watch and a prediction for the score? Uh, very quickly, the man to watch against Spurs is always going to be Christian Eriksen because I love him, uh, and I'd love him to play forever. I think he's a great player. Um, it's, now, it's not August anymore, so Harry Kane is undoubtedly bound to score. He, he scores in September, doesn't he? Doesn't score in August. Uh, so I'm gonna. Go, I, I think Rooney will score. I think Harry Kane will score. So that makes it one one. I'm gonna say two one to Everton. Well, we we would undoubtedly have that. All right. Uh, right. Cheers, Mark. Uh, thanks for listening, Blues, and we shall catch you next week.